Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Previously on A New Winter. As I walked in, I heard a voice. Come in, the voice called. I'm in the lounge. And there was no mistaking it. It was Mr. Tooley. This is episode 26 of A New Winter. As I walked into the lounge, I could see the back of a high chair looking towards the fire. I'd only been into the depths of this house, but it looked like it was being well lived in. What happened here? Why have I never remembered this? Nicola was still behind me. I could feel her fear, like an animal would its prey. I turned to her. Just relax, I said. This is under control. And she nodded. It was funny to think that she was the one calling the shots only hours ago. I looked at her, and she looked small, weak. Like, being in here changed her. Maybe it was the crash. Maybe I was the one that had changed. Does this place ring any bells? Mr. Tooley asked from the chair. He slowly got up and turned to me, drinking a cup of tea. Well, does it? I looked around. The room was bare, the floorboards were dusty, and the furniture had been torn apart. Empty drawers lying on the floor. The rest of the furniture broken up or used to board up the windows. Whatever was here, whatever I was remembering, well, it wasn't here anymore. There were no photos, no paintings, no real sense of a home. Well, not anymore. I do remember something, I said, but it's not clear. And my head started to hurt again, that thumping. 
Well, obviously, it's not always been like this, Mr. Tilly said. And from out of nowhere, Nicola just ran past me, screaming towards Mr. Tilly. No, I shouted after her. But as she neared the old man, in a very surprising burst of energy, he grabbed her by the wrist with his left hand and punched her with his right. And she went down like a ton of bricks. I didn't move. I just watched it happen. He could have killed her, but I just... I just didn't move. Lively one, Mr Tilly said. That's good, that's good. I'm glad you're here. Well, I'm glad that you've come back, he said. Come back, I thought. I wonder... I wonder what he means. How did you even know I'd come, I asked. Well, good question. I'd like to say something like we have a psychic connection. But alas, that's not true. Well, at least I know of. I've been holed up here for numerous reasons, the murders, mainly. They've put the authorities on high alert, and it's taken a lot of cash and power to keep this place hidden. Well, more than usual, let's say. <laughs> he laughed, and it turned into a wet, horrible, deep cough. That he had to sit back down to control again. And also, dear boy, I've been staying here since I knew you were... Well, since Dubridge told me, I suppose, and so I waited, knowing that one of these nights you'll come by. And here you are. Who I am? I asked. What do you mean? What did Dubridge tell you? Who am I, then? <laughs> We're connected. Maybe not psychically, but we are connected. You and I, we have the same blood pumping in our veins. I don't understand, and my head was really hurting. Mr. Tilly got back up, and he was slowly walking towards me. What is a wife, and what is a harlot? What is a church, and what is a theatre? Are they two, and not one? Can they exist separate? Are not religion and politics the same thing? Brotherhood is religion. Oh, demonstrations of reason, dividing families in cruelty and pride. He was close to me now, staring into me. It's like... It's like I could see what he was thinking. He was just trying to provoke a reaction. He was reading me. <laughs> he made a smile and turned around put down his mug. Hmm. You went into the forest, didn't you? He asked. I felt a presence in the air, like a low humming. It was hurting my ears and just my whole body. It shook my stomach to its core. I didn't even need to answer him. He must have already known. And did you meet... Robert, that sound, what the hell was that? It's emanating from somewhere, driving me mad. Was I imagining it? No, I wasn't imagining it, it was definitely getting louder. But where was it coming from? Pay attention, boy, Tilly raised his voice. Did you meet Robert? I don't know, I don't know a Robert, I answered. <laughs> you don't know Robert, do you? Well, did you meet... Anyone? he asked. 
I thought for a second, should I tell him about the man who lived in the forest? Stalker? Kate Stalker? I mean, I didn't actually meet him. Should I tell him about the grave of dead children? Did he already know? I decided to play it safe. I didn't meet anyone, I answered, which in theory was true. Mr. Tooley stared at me for a long while. I could see his eyes watching me intensely. He seemed to be getting rather... emotional, almost. Was he remembering something himself? <sighs> he sighed. You don't seem to meet anyone, do you? Well, there is her, of course. He pointed to Nicola, who's still out cold on the floor. The fucking whore. Another damsel in distress in one of your sick fantasies. He laughed. <laughs> Just like your father, I suppose. What? I said. What, what do you mean? What do you mean, my father? I could hear it more clearly now, that low sound. It was chanting. It was chanting like the chanting from before. Like the last time I was here. Your father, lad. What do you mean, what do I mean? <laughs> You knew him, I said. Of course, Tootie said. <laughs> Everyone knew him. Yes, he was always a very good friend of uh, Robert's. It's a shame you didn't run into him. He looked up at me again, waiting for a reaction. Hmm. Do you remember him? He asked. And then... And then I did. I, I remembered more. I remembered being in this house. This cold house. I was in my bedroom. I was in my bedroom upstairs. And I was... I was playing. I was playing with another kid. <sighs> what else? I just couldn't make out his face. But there was... There was someone else. There was someone else watching us from the other side of the room. Is he a friend? And then I heard the door downstairs close. It was him. It was him. It was my father. It was my dad. I can remember now running out of my room, down the stairs, and there, waiting at the door for me with open arms, was... was Mr... was Mr. Tooley. Wait, am I remembering this right? You're my father, I remembered. <laughs> no. no. No, 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 Don't put that on me. <laughs> no, very silly. I'm your uncle, if anything. I, I thought you knew this. I don't get it, I say. I don't understand. A rush of pain was flowing through my head and all I could hear was named Robert again and again. And then I realised it wasn't coming from my head. The chanting. It wasn't Robert. It was Baba. It was saying it again and again. Baba. 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 Something like that. I think it's time, Mr Tootie said. I need to see you do this. I need to know that you come back to us, to your family. And Mr. Tilly grabbed me by the shoulder. I looked around and... And there were the two boys. Standing there, hand in hand. But behind them was a... Huge group of strangers. Naked. But with those skull masks attached. Wheat and flowers and... All sorts sticking out the top, and they just stood there, motionless. All ages, sizes. Can you help me? Mr. Tooley said. And grabbed Nicola from under her shoulders. And I did help him. 
grabbed her legs. Baba, Baba. I could hear it from downstairs. Baba, Baba. And as we walked with Nicola, the group of masked people silently helped us bring her limp body through the corridor. And there I could see an open door and that red glow. And there were stairs, stairs leading down. The group took Nicola's body and helped it down the stairs. Mr. Tooley and I just followed. The chants were getting louder now. Baba, Baba. This was the corridor. This was the corridor that I was in with Dubridge, where we were escaping, escaping from these very people, and yet here I was, with them, amongst them. We followed down deeper, and in the darkness I saw a room. A room where they all stood there. All around a long wooden pole in the centre. This pole in the middle of a small fire pit indoors. Baba, Baba, they were chanting. The noise was deafening now. And they were all just standing there. It's mesmerising. They then took down the pole. And I remembered something, something else. I remembered being here, in this room. As a kid. And then, I was like the others. I was wearing... I was wearing a mask. They brought the pole down and... and I tied Nicola to it. I was... Wait, watching them tie a young child, a boy, someone I knew, someone I went to school with, tying him to the pole. When I was done, they put the pole into the fire, and Nicola woke up. The boy was screaming, her deafening screams, their eyes wild, trying to let go, crying out, both of them pleading. And then the masks started dancing. They started dancing and touching, and rubbing and moving, and screams and fire. Skin burning off. The masks are screaming hysterically now, and shouting, whooping. Animal noises, the fires flickering, popping. And I watched, I watched them die. I watched and I didn't do anything. I just stood there, flesh melting, and the screams stopping the boy. Nicola, all the same. We praised him. We thanked him. And I'd come back. I was home. Baba. Baba. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. For more info, including how you can support the show, please visit anewwinter.com. Thank you for listening to A New Winter. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.